you know, depending on the amount you put into this course, when applied, you stand the chance of saving yourself that much money and bajillion times more, right? You can enhance the amount of energy that you have in your life by making that after making this simple purchase. And that's my hope for you. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Before we get started with this special little tidbit I wanted to share with you, I have a review that probably needs to be addressed. It says, sound quality. I love this podcast, but what happened to the sound quality? With a little thinky, hmm. So I know the last two or a couple of previous episodes that I did where they were solo casts, the sound quality was really funky. I have no idea what happened. Uh, I talked to my podcast editors about it. They're not quite sure what went wrong. Um, but hopefully it was a once and done kind of situation because it was pretty funky. So if you listened to those episodes, thanks for hanging in. If you had to skip past them, I get it. I'm a big, like, I'm very sensitive to sound and touch, that kind of thing. So I get it. Anyway, onward and upward we go. Thank you so much for the review. Sorry about the sound quality. And if you haven't left a review yet and you do love the podcast, it would mean so much for me if you took a second to drop a review um, and let me know the good parts that you like. <laughs> would be fantastic. Okay, so today's podcast episode I was really excited to share with you because I have been wanting to create like an audio book, an audio series for so long because I am a huge audiobook person. I love listening to audiobooks at the gym, when I'm at my walks, when I'm getting ready in the mornings. Um, and I love doing like my podcasts and that kind of thing. As much as I love doing courses, especially in topics where I really want to improve my life, the truth is um, I don't always have the time to sit down. I have a lot going on. So being able to kind of have voices of encouragement playing in my head <laughs> has been one of my favorite things to do. So I will re-listen to audiobooks that make me feel encouraged and uplifted and raise my vibe sort of thing and always make me leave feeling better. I always will re-listen to those over and over again. And my hope was to create something like that. 
So what I did was take a few of my top favorite mindset belief type lessons from my shopping rehab course and I put them into a mini audio course called Stuff Detox. So these are some of the favorite lessons from Stuff Detox that I wanted to share with you guys today, just to give you a sneak peek of what we're talking about behind Stuff Detox. And if you want to grab the whole thing, I'm going to leave a link to it in the show notes so that you can get access to all of it. But yeah, I just wanted to share these few lessons with you. These are my absolute favorite takeaways from the entire Stuff Detox audio course. So the two biggies that I wanted to share with you are how our emotions are being hijacked when we're shopping um, and through ads and that kind of thing. And the ROI mindset, because this, the ROI mindset is such a key thing that we all need to be aware of. Um, and it can completely shift our perspective on how we spend, how we look at our stuff, and even how we spend our time and things like that. So I hope you enjoy this little sneak peek behind the Stuff Detox audiobook. And like I said, if you want to grab the full thing, I'm going to leave a link to that now so that you can scoop it up and enjoy all of the goodness. All right, let's do it. Hey there, welcome to Shopping Rehab. If we haven't met yet, I'm Renee. I'm a recovering shopaholic turned minimalist. And my goal with stuff is always to help you have less so that you can do more and to shift the way we look at stuff altogether. Before we dive into the full course of shopping rehab, I really wanted to take a minute to clarify what exactly a shopping addiction is, because it's something that has been kind of made light of over the last few years and is something that um, is almost seen as like normal or cute for a woman to have a shopping addiction. Like women just like to shop and retail therapy, that kind of thing. Um, and I've even had people say like, by calling it a shopping addiction, you are putting down other addictions. How dare you? And the reality is shopping addiction is very much similar to a lot of other addictions with one major exception that I almost want to say makes it harder in some ways. So if we think about addiction, a lot of times we think about things like drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, uh, and we know that those things can ruin our bodies, they can ruin our relationships, they can definitely ruin our finances. Now, while shopping rehab might not necessarily ruin our body, the stress from financial hardships that shopping can bring can definitely do damage to our bodies um, and can really ruin our relationships if we are hiding our purchases um, or if we have gotten ourselves into major financial places that cause that friction because now we put ourselves and maybe our spouse into a worse financial hardship or even if we put ourselves into a hard financial situation and therefore we're not able to show up for our children as much as we want to shopping addiction can do a lot of serious damage to ourselves and to our families. And the one thing that makes it tougher, not only is that it's glamorized and seen as something that's cute and fun, but also the fact that, you know, my TikTok timeline is filled with people who are like, I haven't shot or I haven't had a drink in 697 days. Hooray. And that's amazing. But when it comes to drugs or alcohol, it's tough to kick in its own way, especially things like alcohol. Like you're still going to go to bars. You're still going to go to restaurants. You're still going to be surrounded by alcohol, but you'll always have an alternative to it, you know? And I'm not trying to say it's easy. Definitely not. But the thing with shopping is we always are going to need to shop. We are always going to have 
to buy something. So we're going to have to find a way to create balance with it. You know, you're not always going to have to pick up a drink. You're not always going to have to find balance with drugs. Um, That's what makes shopping addiction so different is you're going to have to find balance with it. Have to. Um, And a lot of the things that we've been taught or led to believe over the years is that, you know, you can go cold turkey and it'll just be fine. And for some people, people who haven't had the struggle with shopping addiction, going cold turkey on shopping is going to be no big deal. There are people who do spending freezes and uh, frugal hacks and things like that. And I want to say that I truly believe that that's easier for a lot of people, people who are maybe more math mindset uh, or they enjoy spreadsheets and numbers and things like that. Um, For people like me, (laughs) I really love having new clothes. Even as a minimalist, I swap out my wardrobe every few years. Like I hang on to stuff and there comes a point where I'm ready to change up my style. I don't want to keep wearing the same things. I have basic little uniforms that I stick to and that I wear, but it comes to a point where I'm like, okay, time for a new uniform. So that's what shopping rehab is going to help you do is not only figure out how to heal internally and help work to heal those relationships and things like that, but how to create a life where shopping is still going to be a part of it because if we're being realistic shopping is still going to be a part of it so many of us i guarantee have gone through that thing where we try to go cold turkey and it just doesn't stick so this is me officially giving you permission to not have to go cold turkey on shopping go through the rest of the course i would encourage you to at least hear it out follow the steps and create a healthier habit for yourself rather than you know, shaming yourself or feeling deprived. Because if you're in this course with me, there's a good chance that you've got debt from shopping. There's a good chance that you have shame from shopping. There's a good chance that you've got major money mindsets that are holding you back. And there's a good chance you've got some damaged relationships. And like I said, if you've got a lot of that stress, there's a good chance that it might be showing up in your bodies. I know that. And I'm here to help walk you through it as best I can with the knowledge that I have gained over the last 10 years of actively working to practice minimalism and kick my shopping addiction. So with that being said, let's get to it. All right. So we've talked a lot about lack mentality and our mindsets and how those come into play big time when it comes to shopping. But now here's something I really, 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 really want you to know, um, because I think you're going to be just as mad as I am about it. So When I first started learning to build my online business, I started taking a lot of marketing courses. I took marketing courses. I read books on marketing and one message, not one message, multiple messages, especially that came out of the marketing world were just so gross. They were like, you need to make the people that you're selling to feel lack. You need to make them feel deprived. You need to hit their pain points. They called them. So it was literally like hit their pain points give them pain, remind them of their pain. And I just didn't really like that wording. And so it made it really hard for me to sell things. Like I truly am showing up. I sold this to you. You purchased my course. Thank you. But it took me years to be able to sell this to you because I thought it had to be that way. And I was like, I really don't want to create things and sell things to people. Be like, you're poor and you're deprived and you have no money and you better buy my course if you don't want to be in this state anymore. That I'm like, I don't want to do it in a way that makes people feel shamed or sad or scared or afraid. Like, I just don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. So instead, I worked to find ways to encourage people. Like, 
I want you to have this course because if you truly are in those places, if you're struggling financially, you don't deserve that because you deserve so much more in life. That's how I want to sell to you. That's and it's not even me selling to you. That's just me creating a course to help you do that and telling you about that course. But in the deeper and deeper dives that I did with these marketing courses, I was like, oh my gosh, there are so many slimy techniques that are being put into play every single day to make us spend more. And one of those things is to hit those emotional triggers, to truly make us feel like we are living in a state of lack, to make us feel like we don't have enough, um, and to make us feel like we need a product to make ourselves feel whole again. I hate that. It's so gross. And if you're anything like me, the more you hear about this stuff and the more you learn about it, if you're like a stubborn pain in the butt and you're like, and I don't want to have anybody tell me what to do kind of person, then start seeing these tactics being put into play in stores, online, and by influencers, anybody, who, or people who are marketing to you, even in people who are creating online courses. Start to recognize how you are being emotionally manipulated into buying because I say it's time we start outsmarting these people, right? We're smarter than that. You're better than that. So I've also read one of the best books I highly recommend to anybody struggling with shopping addiction is Buyology, B-U-Y-ology, like buyology, buyology. Anyway, it's called Buyology and it's from a guy who helps companies market but it's also a little bit of him uncovering for anybody else the sneaky marketing tactics that are being put into play. So some of them are definitely color manipulation. Like maybe you've heard like the colors of McDonald's make us hungrier. Um, just like the yellow and red of, you know, shopping of sales signs trigger something in us, makes us want to buy. But it's not just that. It's things like when you're walking into Target and you've got Starbucks right there. And if you notice the signs will say like, like have some self a self care day. You deserve it. Like mine had those signs. That's so like coffee in the front. It's like grab yourself a coffee. You deserve it. You know, like you're literally trying to get me to buy your coffee because you're trying to convince me that I need. You know, and like make a day of shopping with your coffee. Paint, they paint a little picture for you and how wonderful it's going to be when you pick up your Starbucks and cruise through Target. And then when you've got that Starbucks in your hand, you're more likely to be like, mm, I think I need highly pretentious things for my home. You know what I mean? So they've got that. Also, bakeries. Start pay paying attention to fresh baked goods as soon as you walk through the door. This is also a Target thing. Target's got the fresh bakery right there as soon as you come in. Along with Starbucks, you get all of the smells. When we are hit with a vanilla smell, literally vanilla, we spend more. We want to spend more. And there actually was a study that, share, that was shared in biology where they had sound. You know, we hear like the crazy things like, buy more stuff, don't forget to leave with up. They quietly had that playing in the background. We are being constantly manipulated um, with online marketing tactics. Other things to look out for are things like limited supply, last stock, limited color, um, with those freaking Stanley cups that people were so obsessed with for so for a good chunk of time was like, get it in every color. Do you need it in every color? No. And there's a good chance that you're only going to use like one or two colors anyway, because they're going to be your favorites. You're going to have your favorites. You don't need one in every single color. And during the Stanley cup craze, I shared something on my TikTok and I had a woman say, I felt like I had to buy one because the shelves were empty. So all of the Stanley cup mugs were gone except for one. So she was like, I got to have that last one, right? 
So they will put these things into play. I don't know that someone's coming and restacking that one every single time, but it'd be a good idea if they're trying to sell them. Because if we believe there is a limited amount to something or a short supply or the sale is only going on for so long, we instantly want it, right? So instead of allowing your emotions to be hijacked as you continue shopping, I want you to start looking for the secret sneaky cues and the way they're trying to emotionally hijack you into spending. Because it's time to be a little bit more, you know, nobody wants to be bossed around. None of us want to be told what to do. But I want you to be aware of the fact that stores, marketing are doing it to us all the time. So it's time to outsmart them as we go forward. All right. I'm going to wipe away my tears from the last lesson <laughs> and keep coming at you. Um, like I said, you know, even if we get clear on what our idea of success is or what we really, really want for our life, um, we're still going to need to buy things, right? And so one of the best ways to start looking at what we purchase and what we spend our money on is going, asking ourselves what the ROI is. ROI, for those of you who don't know, is return on investment. How much are you going to get back from what you put out? Because you should get more back. You know, it's the same thing with like investing. Like I've set up our 401ks. I set up our Roth IRAs so that we put in money, but we're getting more back. We are going to earn more money. You know, over the, I just looked at my investments really quick. I have, I have an Acorns investment. It's a really simple app for investing. And it was something like I put in 20 grand and in 40 years or 30 years, my gosh, 30 years, well, I'll have, I'll have made $90,000 or something like that. It was something huge where I'm putting in this much, but I'm getting back way more than I put in. Start looking at your purchases and the way that you spend your money in that mindset with an ROI mindset and reminding yourself that money is energy. I've heard that a lot, but it recently was shifted in my mindset in a really clearer way. And that's money is energy. Like everything is energy at the core of most of these things is energy, right? So I'm like, yeah, I know money's energy. That's cool. But if you're literally thinking about exchanging energy, just like we don't want to be around a person that sucks the energy from our bodies. My hairdresser calls them energy vampires. She's like, oh, I can't stand energy vampires. They just suck it out of you. I was like, oh, that's a really sad and great way of putting it. Money is an energetic exchange. So when you purchase this course, right, you gave me a little bit of energy and I'm hoping that I'm giving you way more back. That's always my goal. Like I'm giving you way more back than what you gave me. You, but, you know, depending on the amount you put into this course, when applied, you stand the chance of saving yourself that much money and bajillion times more, right? You can enhance the amount of energy that you have in your life by making the, after making this simple purchase. Uh, and that's my hope for you. And that's how I can confidently put the price tag on or sell it is because I'm like, what you're going to give me, um, as far as your energetic financial exchange, I'm going to give you so much more back in energy. That's my goal. And so whenever we're making a purchase, whether it's like at the store or online, or, you know, we're saving up for a trip, going, I'm giving you this energy. Are you going to give me more back? Am I going to get more back? And vacations are almost always a yes, right? Unless, okay, so let's, I won't do the unless yet. Vacations are almost always a yes. So say we're going to spend $5,000 on vacation, but how many of you, how many of you 
have gone on an amazing vacation. And then you come home and you're like, oh, if I see the pictures from vacation, let me show you. And you post them to Facebook and you post them to Instagram. And on a sad day, you're like, oh, vacation. <laughs> right? Not only did that energy, you know, give you like your instant vacation, but it just continued to expand. You could be like, remember that vacation? And then how many times you get together with the people that you went on vacation with? And you're like, remember that funny thing that we did on vacation? Woo! The energy just keeps going and expanding. It is almost always worth it, unless you just have a really awful trip, in which case I still think you have the funny stories that eventually become funny, even if they weren't originally. Looking at our money exchanges as energetic exchanges like that can be so beneficial. And the same thing can happen with stuff. But the thing is, stuff isn't going to have as big of an ROI as experiences or stuff that's meant to uplevel your life, like courses or coaching. Uh, it's just not. I'm looking right now at my blanket and I get so many compliments on this blanket. If you see my TikTok videos, maybe you know it's the blanket on my bed. It's fabulous. Um, oh, it has such an amazing ROI, right? Uh, it was $25, which is like super cheap in my opinion. It's a really soft, king-size blanket. It's beautiful. I love it. When we came back from Montana a few years ago after one of our trips, I thought, I want to make my room look like Montana. I want to be surrounded by like the rocks and the wood and the nature feel. How happy I feel in Montana. I want to bring that nature feel to my bedroom. So when I saw this blanket, I was like, Montana, there's my Montana colors, like it's the colors of the rocks in Montana, and I love it. So not only did I buy it with like the look and the colors made me so happy, but it's that soft comfort. When I cannot sleep at night and I pull that blanket up and I'm like, mm -hmm. it helps like lull me to sleep. Huge energy exchange, right? I gave Costco $25 and I got back so much more. I love this blanket. So much so that after I ruined the first one, I bought a second one because I love it. But a lot of times we will trick ourselves into thinking that we're getting a good ROI and we're not. So that's what I was going to say about the vacations, right? Vacations are a great energetic exchange unless you put that $5,000 for vacation onto a credit card and then you come home from vacation and you're like, oh my God, and you're staring at that credit card. You're like, why did, why did I do that? I feel so stressed. I need to pay that off. I, that energy is now being like literally smushed, stifled. You still might talk about vacation, but you might also be like, oh, I still haven't paid that off. That was not a good ROI then. So we're going to continue to work through how to have that $5,000, how to save for those vacations um, in a way that prevents you from that chest crippling feeling. Um, and it's the same thing with clothes. I've done this so many times and I know you have too, where you're like, I'm going to start working out and working out will really enhance, increase my life, right? Or you're like, I'm going to get a new job and getting a new job is going to work and enhance my life. But first I need all the workout clothes, but first I need a whole new job wardrobe. And it's going to have a huge ROI because I'm going to feel better. I'm going to have the right clothes to do all of these new things and to be this whole new version of myself. Snap, snap, snap. Oh, actually, I don't really like working out. Um, I'm actually okay in the job that I'm currently in, but now I have all of these clothes that I don't use. Ooh, probably shouldn't have bought those recognizing and getting good at, and this is something you'll have to practice. I wish I could say that you'll just figure it out right away, but it takes practice and understanding what a true ROI feels like. There's going to be no resistance, going to be no crushing, and you're not 
believe, you're not putting your confidence in the stuff. So that's what we do when we're buying the gym clothes, when we're buying the new wardrobe is I'm putting all of my hope and confidence in these things, in this, in the shoes and the pants and the skirt and the top. These things got me. They will help me. They will sustain me. They will give me the confidence. If you're putting your confidence and everything you are into the stuff, it's not a good ROI. When I bought that blanket, I had already said, I want to bring a little bit of Montana to my house, right? I already know I am obsessed with soft, fuzzy blankets, right? I wasn't like, oh, I miss vacation so much. Everything about my life is depressing and awful. Like, oh, maybe all oh, this blanket reminds me of Montana. Maybe this will help me. Maybe this will make me feel better about, you know, missing vacation. I didn't go buy it with that. It was like, oh, there's what I've been looking for. Oh my gosh, perfect. This is exactly what I need and would enhance my life. So recognize those two very different distinctions during your next purchases um, and really be mindful of carrying an ROI mindset with you everywhere you go and through every purchase that you make. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love until next time.